The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. And now, on with the show. Yes, yes, y'all. From the brand new Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Normally, you can watch us live at texasfootball.com and on Facebook every weekday at noon, but we're off the air for now while we get our new studio put together. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm flying solo today. Max is out of the country. So we thought we'd bring you some interviews that we did with some of the best and brightest Texas high school football coaches down at the THSCA Coaching School and Convention in San Antonio last week. Today is Tuesday, July 31st, 2018, 114 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 594, 594, Mike Cubbage's OPS in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. First up today on the podcast, we talked with the head coach of the Amarillo Palo Duro Dons. Coach Chris Fisher stopped by the Dave Campbell's Texas football booth down there in San Antonio. Here's my conversation with Palo Duro coach Chris Fisher here on Texas Football Today. Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com here at the THSCA Coaching School and Convention here in beautiful San Antonio, Texas. Here with a man who came a bit of a ways to be here. <laughs> yes, The head sir. coach of the Amarillo Valadero Dons. It is Coach Chris Fisher. Coach, appreciate your time, and um, how was the trip here? Oh, the trip's great. We break it into two days. And, oh, okay. uh, so we left Saturday, spent the night in Dallas, uh, Took the boys around some of the places that I know up that way, played a little top golf, and then got up early uh, so we could get here uh, Sunday to see Coach Patterson and, uh, you know, do the D1 coaches panel. And, and so we do it right. Uh, we have a great school district that supports us, uh, gives us, you know, the opportunity to come here, get better. And uh, Coach Brad Thiessen, uh was uh, regional director here mm-hmm. uh, for the Coach Association. So if he believes in it, we believe in it, and uh, it's a great time. How many, how many of your staff came down? Uh, we have 10, ten on staff. staff. My ten, goodness. Yeah, 10 of the, of the 12. Uh, my secondary coach has a very young infant, and uh, so I told him to stay and help, help wife out a little bit. And then uh, running back's coach is actually closing on a house today. And uh, that's what's keeping us from being at 100%, but uh, good reasons, you know, I not tell you, to be sound, here. Those sound like excuses. I mean, <laughs> it's coaching school. Nah, it's, well, it's pretty good. You know, i got to answer these coaches' wives now, yeah. and i got to keep them happy. I know happy life, or, you know, happy, happy wife, life, happy, happy life, oh, you know. Yeah, no, I know, I know, I know what you're talking about. So let's talk about your Dons. Sure. Uh, last year, a 2-8 and eight season. Yes. Uh, disappointing, not what you guys are, are, are looking for. Right. What is maybe the one thing holding you back from having that breakthrough year? Well, I think for us it was inexperience. Yeah. Um, you know, not just players. You know, when, when I came to Palo Duro, uh, I didn't bring anyone with me. And so, you know, that first year was basically teaching the schemes that we wanted to run, uh, getting the program in place, how we wanted to do things. Uh, you know, last year there was, there's 14 kids coming back this year on offense that took an offensive snap last year. And you know, like I know, experience wins, yep. you know, a lot of times. And, and that's what has us so excited about this year. Uh, you know, we've got good numbers, uh, quarterbacks coming back, all three running backs are back, our five offensive linemen are back, uh, mm-hmm. Jeremiah Patterson on the outside. 
there's a lot to be excited about. But, you know, you've got to learn how to do this, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a process. You know, I know it's the biggest coaching cliche you hear. It's a it process. Is, though. But it truly is. Yeah. And, and, you know, especially when you had someone like Steve Parr that was there for 18 years, he did things a particular way. I will never, ever be Steve Parr. And um, I had to come in and kind of put my stamp on it of this is how I want to do this. And that does take time. And, you know, luckily for me, I have great administration. Uh, Amy Doris, principal there, believes in what we're doing. Uh, Coach Thiessen believes in what we're doing, knows that we're on the right track. And now, you know, what I tell the staff every day is it's our job not to mess this up. We've got kids in place that are hungry, talented, and ready to go. And now we've got to put them in a position to go play. What do you know about this job now that if I had come to you two <laughs> years ago or something like that, when you like when you took the job and you're all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, yes. uh, what do you know about it now that you didn't know that? That I don't have all the answers. When you are an assistant coach and a coordinator, you think, well, I would do it this way. I mean, there's no question. You know, you have an answer for everything. And then you get, you know, the chair and, and you're like, well, hold on, I don't know everything. And, and for me... You know, I'm lucky to have a pretty good support system uh, there in Amarillo. And then, you know, Jalen McCullough, Plano Senior High. You know, I can call him Scott Smith of Plano West. Uh, you know, really good friends in the coaching uh, circle that help me and, and that have a ton more experience than I do. And, you know, for mine, that's my alma mater. Paladero is my home. That's my community. And so, you know, I even though I was in Dallas in the Metroplex for 18 years, that was always a part of me. And so just getting back into that flow of the community and how things are. You know, Paladero High School is not Plano Senior High. And Decidedly not. Yes. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I, I kind of I condition it or kind of, you know, phrase it like parenting. You know, you want to do everything that your parents did that were really, really good. You want to bring that with you. And then the things that you thought, eh, maybe we could do that different, you want to try and change it. And so, you know, that's kind of been a part of the the two years prior is just my learning curve, you know, learning how to be the head coach. You know, the first year I was there, um, you know, I called all the defenses. And I found that that made me a terrible head coach because I was just focused on defense. Right. And, and my bandwidth just wasn't good enough to do that. So, you know, trust people, give them a job, let them do it, give them what they need to get it done, and then just love these kids, you yeah. know, and, and get out in the community and let them know everything that's good that's happening at Powder High School. Uh, you know, Every coach comes in here and says, we had a great offseason. We had a great offseason. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a step further. All right. Why was this a great offseason for the Dons? This was a great offseason for the Dons because of the number of participants. Yeah. Um, you know, you can have large numbers, but if they're not showing up mm-hmm. when they don't have to, you're not going to be very good. Mm-hmm. And so what we've been able to do in the last two years, and and the coaches get all the credit for this, they have established relationships with these kids where they don't want to let them down. They want to be around the coaches. They want to be at the school. They want to put the work in to be good. Mm -hmm. And I think what's happened is there's an attitude at our place where we're ready to be the Dons again. Yeah. You know, two and eight is not powder of football. It's not. I mean, it's one of the most storied programs in the Texas Panhandle. And what I've told the kids and what I've challenged the kids is it's up to us to make sure that we get it back there. And the only way that's going to happen is with a whole lot of hard work and togetherness. And and that's what we're growing and trying to get to. Well, and you mentioned him a little bit earlier, but let's talk about your quarterback. I I think there are guys who are really good on teams that don't get those flashy win totals. Yeah. And I feel like Dondre DeGrade is yes. one of those guys. Yes. And a guy who who was really, really impressive, you know, a, a dual threat guy who, yes. who, who put up some good numbers. You know, you got him coming back. 
you're the guy who could see him every day in practice. What is it about him that, that, that makes him so the, ma- the maturity. Yeah. Uh, you can coach Dondre really, really hard. And our offense coordinator, Ty James, coaches him really, really hard. And the only thing out of his mouth is, yes, sir, we'll do it better. Mm-hmm. And, and what Dondre does that's special is that he brings kids around him, mm-hmm. you know, and the guys believe in him. Uh, you know, we won two games last year, but we beat a playoff team last year at their place. And really what happened was Dondre had to go out and make those things happen. Uh, you know, and then we beat Canyon at, towards the end of the year. And, you know, we had a third down and eight. We had a run pass option. And I was just looking to kind of, hey, you know, if we don't get it, we can punt the ball and we'll get this thing out. Well, Dondre reads the corner, makes the throw. We go score a touchdown to kind of ice the game. And, and that's what he brings to the table is, is just an uncanny knack to get the ball where it's supposed to be on time. And then he erases mistakes really well. Mm-hmm. You know, if he does make a bad read or he does get a ball picked off, he can get out of that and go on to the next play. Yeah. And I think that that's going to help him going forward. He's just going to be a junior next yeah, year. Yeah, and he doesn't make one. He doesn't let one play beat him twice. Exactly. You know? and, and that's hard for a young player. Yeah. And and you know, he was a sophomore quarterback that got his brains beat in a little bit last mm-hmm. year. You know, just the game was so fast for him. And what we've discovered over the spring is that the game has slowed down a lot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, again, Ty has worked so hard with him, you know, just getting his checks, making the reads in the play, before the play, and then just making sure everybody's on the same page. And, and so that's, that's what he brings. He's a great leader. Uh, uh, you're a defensive guy. Yes. Last year the defense was not up to, let's call it, no. not to Al- no. Aldero standards. Was not. What's got to change to make that different? Well, I think the, the one thing that we've got to do is we've got to make sure and get our alignments right. You know, when you look at the plays that were made on us, a lot of times it was we just did we weren't where we were supposed to be. And so what we've been done is gone in and simplified some things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I brought the Plano defense with us. It, it's very verbiage intensive. And it's technical. It, it really is. Yeah. It really is. And, you know, again, you were, we were talking about, you know, the difference between a head coach and, you know, what I didn't know. What I didn't know was – you've got to adjust what you do for the kids that you have. And so what we've done is we've pared down a lot of things, and we're going to do things well. You know, we're not going to do very many things, but it, we're going to do it right. We're going to be gap sound and then just go fly around with the football. Yeah. And, and that's the one thing that, that we've stressed in the, in the spring was we got to get 11 to the ball. And when you have that mentality of we're going to play fast and we're just going to get there with some bad intentions, good things happen. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're trying to transform is just be more aggressive and be more physical. Stop thinking so much. And, again, that's on me, you know, because that's that's what I brought to the table. And so we've pared that down, got rid of a lot of that, and so hopefully we can do a little more, you know, flying Mm -hmm. around. Realignment. Happened, yes, um, and it happened very hard. Yes, <laughs> for you guys. I mean, for you are one of the teams that maybe had the biggest shift mm-hmm. of what your alignment looks like. Sure, simply because of the division split, right? And the new the new teams that are coming into your right. district and all these things. Um, just overall, uh, now that the dust has settled, right. what, what are you, what are your thoughts on what happened? Well, I mean, it's a very competitive district. Yeah. I mean, you look, uh, you know, Lubbock Coronado. Uh, Coach Parr and, and what they did last year, um, he's got it rolling, you know, and, and they're going to be reloaded and ready to go this year. Uh, Abilene Cooper, 
uh, you know, even with the coaching change, nothing's going to change for those right. guys. They're, they are set and ready to go. Uh, Lubbock Monterey, uh, again, they went three rounds last year. Uh, you look at Lubbock High with their new coach coming in from Mansfield. He's, you know, he's good. And then you got the Amarillo schools. Yeah. You know, Dan Sherwood at Caprock does a great job with his guys, and they're, they're going to play up-tempo, and they're going to try to just break the scoreboard. And then Chad Dunham at Amarillo High. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of respect for Chad and, and, and what he did at Dumas. And, you know, he's going to bring a, a different attitude to Amarillo High, and, and they're going to, you know, turn some heads by the time this thing. They may start a little slow, but when it's when it's money time, they're going to be there. Yeah, they are. It's, it's, it's a deep and, like, dangerous and also yes. diverse district it is like every single game is going to be different yes. there's some district there's some districts where it's like yeah all the teams are good but they're all good in the same way yes this seems like a bunch of teams that yes. are good in different ways and, and what you're going to see is a, a different variety of football i mean you're going to see a lot of the same formations but what they what we do out of these formations is going to be a lot yeah. of fun and, and it's a lot of it's challenging you know but i think in the end what you're going to have is the four teams that make it out of our district are going to be battle tested and they're going to be ready to make some noise in the playoffs and that's why for us it's important for us to get off to a good start you know our non-district uh you know it's going to be challenging uh but games that we should compete in you know and for us it's going to be getting healthy to that first game against Lubbock High ready to go and that's that's key yep that is key it's going to be fun it is going to be Chris fun. Fisher Amarillo Paladero Duns let's get the hey. Dick Sporting Goods wheel of questions all it's right it's Dick Sporting Goods wheel of questions DickSportingGoods.com for all your sporting and goods um you got. There's nothing on here that'll get you fired, but you do have to answer the question. <laughs> I'll do it. All right, give it a spin. All right, let's do this. Here comes Dick Sporting Goods Wheel of Questions. Dick Land Sporting on blue. Goods. Land on blue. Land on blue for Palo Duro. Blue. <laughs> All right. So we know football coaches are intense, and we know that the idea of an eight-hour day is laughable. You guys yeah. work around the clock. Yes. You work a lot. When you do find time to relax, what do you do? Well, my family in Amarillo has uh, raced stock cars since 1979 yes my uncle is the driver my dad helps build them and i'm the guy that's just kind of around to do odd things and so saturday nights in the in the summer in amarillo you will find me at route 66 motor speedway and uh that's what we do i have so many questions hey okay so like what kind of car is this (laughs) Uh, it's a sport mod and so it's um kind of like a late model car um it's a dirt track three-eighths mile and uh that's a, it's, it's something that I've done since I was a little kid, and it's something that my dad and my uncle and I are just bound to do. Uh, my uncle's 54, still doing it, uh, still competing. We, we got fourth place in the main on Saturday night. I wasn't there, and I was like, yeah, that's why we did well. But uh, <laughs> but it, it's funny because, you know, I'm a grown man. I'm 42 years old, but when I'm out there, I'm like 12-year-old Chris. Hey, go get that tire. Hey, make sure that we've got this shock on. You know, just little things to, to get the car ready for each race and uh, it, that's what I do to relax, and it, it, it helps. So, a if this lot. football team thing doesn't work out for you, uh, you're saying that like you got a history, <laughs> like a future in like NASCAR? No, that time has passed. I actually <laughs> did race uh, my sophomore year at Midwestern State. Uh, I, there was a summer where I did have a car and, and came home and raced, and we won the uh, track championship that year. And I thought, hey, maybe. But no, <laughs> this is like the best. Like coaches are coming up here and they're like, "I fish or I read." I'm ADD. I can't fish. <laughs> like I sit out there and I'm like, "Okay, if there's not a fish on the line, reel it in. Something's broke. We're we're on to something else." And my golf. If you've ever seen my golf swing, you would know that I don't golf to relax because I'm horrible. So you know that's that's kind of what we do. Spirit. <laughs> All right, coming to a football field and a track near you. It's Chris Fisher, the Amarillo Palo Duro Dons. Thank you so much. Best luck. Appreciate you having us. Thanks.
There he is, Chris Fisher, head coach, Amarillo Palo Duro Dons. Appreciate him taking a little bit of time to chat with us. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is also where you can become a Dave Campbells Texas Football Insider. Make sure you check that out. It is well worth your time and consideration. Next up on the podcast, we had an opportunity to sit down with the head coach of the Arlington Seguin Cougars, Coach Joe Gordon, entering his second season there with the Blue. Here is Joe Gordon from Arlington Seguin. You're on Texas Football Today. Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, back here at the Texas High School Coaches Association Convention in San Antonio, Texas. Here with the head coach of the Seguin Cougars in Arlington, Texas, Coach Joe Gordon. <laughs> coach, thanks for taking a few minutes to a chat with us today. Absolutely. Uh, awesome time so far. Yeah, I mean, you know, THSCA convention, it kind of, it's, it's, it's the start of football season for everybody. When you get down here, you know that football is near, it's right around the corner. That's right. Um, every head coach has an agenda, has, has some <laughs> items they want to check off. It, what, what, what's the biggest item, item on your agenda this weekend? What are you trying to get done? Well, I think it's just, uh, you know, having casual conversations with uh, so many of these talented coaches here in the state of Texas and just, uh, you, know, uh, you know, finding those aha buzzes that uh, different guys are sharing and discussing that, uh, are you know the differences and a lot of times and uh, just those nuggets of information before you get kicked off. So just always come here looking for that nugget from that one veteran coach that uh, you know give you an opportunity to uh, go back and share some things that uh, your kids might be able to benefit from. Have you busted out the napkin and drawn drawn any plays up yet? Oh on the man, napkin? we got napkins. Uh, we're on the back of playbooks. So I think we got sharpies on the arm. Looks like tattoos, but uh, <laughs> we're, we're getting it all done, man. Good, good. Now, uh, last year, uh, you know, was the first year as a head coach. I know the year didn't go quite, you know as well as you wanted. I know sure. you had higher expectations. Uh, but I know a lot of folks are excited about you guys. I and mean, you, you broke in a lot of young guys last year. That's right. Um, looking ahead to 2018, um, what are some areas you feel like you guys are going to be stronger at? And what, what are you still looking looking for some young guys to step up in? Sure. I think, uh, you know, first and foremost, you, know, you just want to see that growth over the offseason. And uh, so going into the fall, the biggest thing I want to see is, uh, you know, some of those uh, numbers that uh, we were tracking in the weight room that uh, showed some of the gains. We want to see those things come to fruition and uh, with some of these younger athletes that we're going to have out there. And then, uh, really, you know, we just want to grow with our football IQ and, uh, you know, have some chemistry. You know, year one, you're trying to develop that foundation. And so uh, it was really culture-focused on, you know, building this coaching staff and, and getting all those intangibles in place so that we could operate as a team. So uh, this year, you know, we want to see what really uh, can transpire from, you know, a uh, good, strong offseason where our guys are really committed and bought in. And then we're able to add some uh, key components on our coaching staff. We brought in Coach Will Blaylock. Uh, oh, Coach Blaylock. <laughs> Need him go way back. He's a great, great. He's a great offensive coordinator. He, Absolutely. He, I, I know you guys are excited to have him. We're fired up. Yeah, he's, he does a great job. Well, he'll be a difference maker. You know, getting a guy like him on board that uh, knows how to call games and you know has a proven track record in scoring points. Uh, I think that he's going to bring something to us that we didn't have last year on that side of the ball. And uh, you know, we have a uh, you know young uh, sophomore backfield that we're going to look to roll out. And I think that. Uh, you know, with them coming in with Coach Blaylock, learning his system, his terminology, and uh, getting them going early before they have any bad habits, so to speak, 
I think it's going to be an exciting time for us. All right, looking at your district, uh, realignment didn't throw too many curveballs at you. you. You got a lot of familiar faces in your district. Your mm-hmm. kids know the opponents. Yeah. I mean, you added in, obviously, Alito. Oh, I mean, yeah. Everybody knows how good Alito is. Sure. Um, and then you got Waco University being added along Absolutely. with Midlothian. But it's a nine-team district, and that throws a little bit of a wrinkle at you sure. as well because you're having to get ready for a district ball game very early in the season. So sure. how – how accelerated is that early season learning curve going to be? Because I mean, you're playing games that count towards the playoffs right away. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's like anything. Uh, we want to get our guys off to a fast start. And uh, you, you definitely, in a nine-team district, you have no time to get to a slow start. So, you know, we kind of build that into what we do and how we do in our preparation. So we didn't, um, you know, have a spring ball, so we elect to take that additional week. and uh, Extra scrimmage the, is going to be big, right? right? So, so we, we're going to start off with, uh, you know, down in Roy City. Uh, okay. with uh, the Bulldogs. Ple- that's right. Yeah. So we're going to go down there and um, and uh, get jumped off with Pleasant Grove. You know, they won, uh, you know, state last year, the little 4A. So we're, 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 we're starting off uh, right away uh, with the mindset that in order to uh, – you know, beat the champs, you have to know uh, what the champ looks like. Oh, so you're scrimmaging Texarkana Pleasant Grove yes. in Roy City. Yes, so we're going to there. Got you. So okay. there we go. You're, you're, you're just scheduling softies over here, Coach. I mean, <laughs> you know, hey, you just, you, what are we doing over here? You're hey. scheduling, scheduling. Now, Blaylock gave me, a, gave me a little tip. Told me that back in the day, I know you played at Kansas State. Yes, sir. You were on the cover of a video game. <laughs> tell, tell us about that and, that, and, and how that came about, and, and did the coaches in the field house give you a hard time about it? Well, you know, uh, I try to keep that thing low-key. I don't know who uh, oh, brought sorry. that out and how that <laughs> made it out on the sorry, social Coach media. But, uh, <laughs> but it's all good. Yeah, back in the day, you know, what can I say? Uh, you know, I was fortunate back as a player to play for a great defensive-minded coach named Bob Stoops, and Coach Stoops, um, you know, uh, really had us ready to go, and, and as a result, um, you know, we did some pretty special things. And I was just, uh, you know, one of those shots they took, and uh, I was just fortunate. I don't think that it had anything to do with me personally, you know, being selected. But uh, it was one of those deals where it was kind of cool, and uh, it's always something we look back at, and um, you know, we're able to say, hey, that was a moment in time, mm-hmm. you know, when uh, things were really rolling. It was a lot of fun as a player. All right, all right, coach. Now we're going to put you on the spot here. Let's That's do it, Dick's, baby. Dick Sporting Goods Wheel of Questions. Uh-oh. I want you to spin it. We got some tough questions, some All fun right. questions on here. Whatever it lands on, you got to answer it. All right, truthfully, Fair give here it a good go. spin. Ready? It's like you're on wheel of fortune. That's right. Big money, big money. All right. <laughs> Tell me what it lands on. Well, this is a crazy play called that works. All right. Do you have <laughs> any crazy trick plays oh, or my crazy plays that actually worked in a game? Can you think of one? Well, let's see. Off the cuff. Um, now, I know you're a defensive guy, but you, you know, but, but can you remember any any, any off, crazy offensive plays or anything that just, just worked and you're like, wow, I didn't think that would work? Well, I tell you what, um, anytime you um, – and I like to go for it on fourth down depending on the situation and where the ball is, obviously. But the quick kick, I think the quick okay. kick is, is a play that uh, it, it, necess- it doesn't look like a trick play, but uh, it catches you off guard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so um, we're able to do a lot of things with that that I really can appreciate also from offense and defense because we get to pin the offense back when they're not um, expecting it. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, they're standing there reading the quarterback and guys are thinking they're about to get into their coverages and all of a sudden uh, the quarterback punts the ball and it goes over everyone's head. and we're Pins them inside the 10-yard line. That is a defensive coach right there. You want <laughs> to pin that offense back, don't you? That is a defensive coach. That's right. Coach. we got to make them drive the length of the field. We there need, you go. Every yard counts. Every, exactly. Well, coach Gordon, we appreciate your time. Thanks for what you do for student athletes in the state of Texas, and uh, good luck in 2018. Hey, well, thank you so very much for having me on the show. You guys do a fantastic job, and uh, we're so fortunate to be here in the great state of Texas and the High School Coach Association. So many people do such a great job here that uh, we're just really fortunate. I really thank you. Appreciate you, Coach. Take care, buddy. 
There he is, Joe Gordon, the head coach of the Arlington Seguin Cougars. Appreciate him stopping by the booth and chatting up Matt Stepp. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Vince Young, please give me your player of the year trophy. We will see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.